This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Sean Harper. Sean is a former NFL player who played for the Rams, Oilers, and in NFL Europe. He is an entrepreneur and author of The Winning Edge. Sean uses strategies and techniques used by professional athletes to compete and win at the highest levels to inspire, to push individuals through their obstacles and tap into their greatest potential for business and life. Thank you for joining me today. You know what? Thank you for having me. Uh, I hope and I pray that this will be a huge blessing to your followers and that we could uh, change the trajectory of some people's lives. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to the uh, 2019 version of you? You know what? I'm probably the most unlikely uh, person to have ever um, achieved a level of success, or I should say winning, because I believe that each and every individual, we are called to win, not so much to be successful. And that's a whole different paradigm. But um, you know what? I I was faced with uh, some, you know, insurmountable odds. I, I, I was documented with learning disabilities. If you listen real close, you can hear that I still stutter. Um, I had stuttered my entire life. I was kicked out of a couple schools because of disciplinary issues, single parent family, left high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT. But the most striking stat I believe, you know, outside of the learning disabilities and the failures and the setbacks was that I barely started in high school football. I wasn't even honorable mention all conference. And um, I was just following that path of failure and I get a phone call from a junior college in Mason City, Iowa. Um, And the first year at that junior college, probably I may have played maybe one play. Um, And it was at that moment, I'm like, you know what, there's something greater in me. You know, I'm not here to be uh, sub-average. And I allow people to label me that as sub-average. There's something greater than me. And I made probably one of the biggest paradigm shifts in my life. I said, according to society, according to this world, I will never become successful. Because we're taught, hey, to be successful, get there, you know, go to college, you need to make right connections, live in a certain zip code or an area code, you know. <laughs> and I had nothing going for me, but I realized that although I'm, I might not be successful, I will win in life. And that shift, that paradigm from a success mindset to a winning mindset allowed me then to move to play, uh, well, first to go off to Indiana University and then play uh, for several NFL teams, the Rams, the Colts, uh, Houston, when they were in Houston, overseas in the NFL Europe, and to be an entrepreneur for almost uh, 20 years. Um, and being able to just look at life and apply winning strategies. And the secret to that, and then I'll shut up, the secret to that is is that you enter the game as a winner because you are a winner. And then you just simply manifest the win that's inside of you. 
And in terms of kind of transitioning, I know in terms of professional athletes, when they get out, sometimes it's hard to find kind of your next path or, you know, what you're good at or what your motivation is. When you were done with uh, professional football, how did you kind of continue that journey? Well, to be really honest, Roman, I struggled. Um, and uh, because once I finished playing professional sports, you know, people would come up to me, consultants, and basically corporate America is like, hey, you know, Football is over. Let's you know close that uh, that actual wheelhouse and let's move over to you know this is how we do it in corporate America. This is how you run your company, best practices, things like that. And I struggled because I still you know I was still living in that winning mindset. And basically, what I've done is that I said you know what I'm going to convert life to a game. And if life is a game, I'm going to play to win. So I was, so it was easy, easy for me to pull the winning strategies and techniques and apply them in the corporate America. Let me give you an example. Um, and inside of corporate America, we talk about goals, strategic plans and goals. In the NFL, we talk about strategies. And so you know, just that little tweak in your thinking um, opens up an entire an entire paradigm of opportunities in the world or in corporate we teach we teach production in corporate america uh winning is about reproduction it's it's totally different so i was able to graft and able to pull some some you know nfl uh professional football or sports period analogies and practices and apply them in the corporate america and that has helped me that's great and uh, transitioning that way and kind of utilizing that mindset to succeed uh, is it's important in terms of your drive and where you're going to get to in life yes it is it is um yeah yeah it, it it actually actually it taps into what is in everyone and my opinion is and my thought process is that the win is in everyone. Let me explain to you what I mean. Uh, let's say that uh, we were in the great city of Dallas and they and we were watching the Dallas Cowboys play football, right? And, and so unfortunately, the Cowboys, they haven't won a game in, hypothetically, they haven't won a game in like four seasons. Like how easy would it be for you to get a ticket? Simple. Now, Let's say that the Dallas Cowboys, they won every single game for the last 12 years. You cannot find a ticket. Why? Because people identify with winning. And the reason why they identify with winning is because they're one of two to three million sperm cells that fertilize the egg. I hope no kids are listening, but it's just the reality of it all that it was a race and that you won. So you were born a winner. Around the third or fourth grade, they introduced this concept called success. And so now we're, we've taken off the winning hat and we put the success hat on. That is, a, in my opinion, a man-made construct. We're built to win. Yeah, I think so too. I think obviously, like you said, the kind of the origin story of how you become a person, it's simply, you know, you're the one out of those millions. And in terms of kind of societal norms, I think in 2019 and business and, uh, other walks of life, it's, it's hard because society kind of uh, focuses on that it's not important to necessarily win, like, you know, in terms of kind of 
participation trophies and things of that nature. Oh. But uh, yeah, I I mean, I, I played, you know, high school sports, was gonna go into kind of D2 uh, scholarship route. Really? Yes, got trophies for, you know, offensive MVP in baseball and, you know, yes. played soccer and stuff. But um, it, I don't think it prepares kids, especially in higher education, when they're kind of in a vacuum to go in the real world and deal with failures and setbacks and basically learn something from those and, and move forward with it instead of kind of dwell on it and think that, you know, they're the best, why me, that kind of mindset. Yeah, it actually, actually, failure is the greatest teacher. Failure is, it, that's how you learn how to ride a bike. You know, they, they put little Johnny on the bike and they push you and you fall. And he's like, Dad, go to it. And you get back up and you get back on the bike and they push you again and they push you again until, you know, you basically, you know, your body learns how to auto-correct and develop balance. And if you do not have setbacks, you will not have comebacks. You have to taste failure. To taste what it tastes like, you have to fear. You have to experience that. What happens with kids is, and, and and I believe that this is going hand in hand with kids that are being teased, that are being bullied. Is that when there's no rejection, when there's you know no chastisement, when there's none of that, and they live in a vacuum, when they experience it, it is so devastating. They don't know how to manage or channel the actual emotions that that actual emotional muscle has not been developed. Now, I'm not saying that bullying is okay, teasing is okay. Absolutely not. It is extremely devastating. But we, but I believe that we're also doing an, an, an actual injustice on the other side by inoculating or protecting our kids against failures and losing in adversity. I agree. I think in failure, some of the greatest uh, ideas and kind of refinements in human history happen. And also, each failure makes you kind of harder, you know, tougher skin or builds that kind of muscle, that uh, internal kind of uh, shield or armor. So when you do get kind of to the next level, when you level up in life in terms of career or family and you have a adversity that may have been even tougher than the last, you're kind of prepared and have a thick skin instead of just you know collapsing and not knowing what to do you're kind of prepared for that next challenge yes yes i i wholeheartedly agree with you 100 percent. that's just my opinion i hope this does not offend anyone out there but uh, i'm not going to shy away with what i believe and obviously what you believe i agree so when was the point where you decided to uh write the winning edge you know what? <laughs> this is so, this is crazy. This is a book that's been in my mind for at least four to five years. And I just been throwing it around starting and then I would stop, start and I would stop, start and I would stop. It's like four to five years. And, and I realized, I realized that I am dealing with resistance and, and, and I did not know what was happening or something would happen, a new opportunity. I said, this is just good old fashioned resistance. And I made up my mind. I said, you know what? I'm going to push through this. I'm going to fight through this with everything in me. I have to, to push past this barrier. And the truth, Roman, if to be really honest, underneath all of that, I've discovered that I was replaying a tape 
in my mind that, you know what, Sean, uh, you are a failure, you're a loser, you, you're not supposed to be an author. Remember, you have four to five documented learning disabilities. Uh, remember, you left high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, nine on your ACT. Have, being an author is just not in your wheelhouse. And, and, and I just, I was just, you know, devastated to just really kind of uncover that. And um, I just made a point. I said, you know what? I'm going to push through this thing. And I fought. And it's funny because now that the first one's done, I'm like, the second one is just about finished. I'm like, wow. So that's the story uh, behind the actual writing of the book. But I really want to get this concept of winning to the masses uh, because I believe that your winning is right next to your why. And um, there's a lot of unhappy people out there. And, 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 and one of the reasons why they're not happy is, is that they're not in their why. And another reason why they're not happy is, is, is because in their gut, they know that they're not winning. I mean, things look great. You know, people are saying, you know, the, you know, the world's happy and people are just, you know, happy on Facebook and, and you know, everyone's smiling, but in your gut, you know, you know, you're not. And uh, I, I've just made a decision. You know, I have to uncover and expose some tactics and strategies in which you can win in the end. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, with social media, it's not an accurate depiction of your life. It's kind of the highlight reel. Yeah. And uh, in terms of you getting past kind of your, you know, insecurities about writing the book at the end of the day, like I say this all the time on uh, interviews I do and on my podcast, that it's you versus you, you, you know, let people in, in terms of negativity, you let you give them the permission to, for it to affect you. And then ultimately some of the stuff that, you know, some health issues, some learning issues, anyone that, you know, has something getting that away and, and not letting it hold you down and kind of moving past it internally and moving forward. Yes, definitely. Um, one of the um, things that come to my mind when you were just mentioning that is, you know, there are certain birds that when they lay eggs, you know, and the little chicken or the little eaglet, whatever the thing is, little birds trying to, you know, come from the shell. It's like the mom will not help. The dad will not help because it's the pushing out of the shell that gives the baby bird its strength. And if you interfere in that process, that bird will be weak. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of um, letting people kind of learn yeah. on their own or, or get through some things that you know they're going to get through. It's like, uh, I guess God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. I right. mean, at, at times it feels like very overwhelming with a lot of setbacks and, you know, personal issues, uh, losses and things of that nature that I've experienced as well. But um, when you reflect on it, it was kind of a building block and, and learning how to cope with these types of things in life so you're ready for the next challenge. Yes, definitely, definitely. I couldn't have said it better, so I'm not gonna say anything else to it. <laughs> you got it, you nailed it. Yeah, sometimes I come up with some good things. But. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I'm going to have to pick your brain a lot. You do some consulting? Yeah, on the side, you know, I'm more than happy to. <laughs> cool. Uh, what motivates you to succeed on a uh, personal level? On the personal level, you know, what is your drive? And 
you know, I could say, you know, something, you know, cheesy, you know, cheesy. I just, you know, want to help the world and it's not, you know what? Um, no, it's the, the truth is, is that I want to see people win. You know, it's like, I want to see people win. There's, there, there's, there's nothing worse than getting to that last day, that last day of your life. I've experienced this, man. Getting to that last day and you have a ton of regret. I've had a situation, um, man, it just, it just rocked my world. Someone close to me was dying of cancer. And uh, he, you know, in the last couple of days, and, um, to make the long story short, he just started apologizing. And I'm like, I don't ever want that to happen. You know, he started apologizing things that you know that he was not able to accomplish I don't ever I don't ever want to be in that position to get to the last day and I don't want no one to be in that position there's gonna be things that you're gonna regret doing but the big things I don't ever want to be in that position or other people to be in that position that's one of the things that really drives me no, I agree. And um, like just going through stuff, my uh, grandfather passed away this year. He had a, a stroke and kind of deteriorated in the hospital. I was by his you know, bedside for like 10 days. And it's one of those things I think I spent as much time as I could with him prior. I mean, he had a long, healthy life until then. But it's um, you also regret on the other side of the one that you're looking at the person that's suffering, like if you could have spent more time with them. So I think it's important people, especially in kind of the, you know, uh, in the U.S. and other kind of civilized countries that are so caught up with themselves and material things, where at the end of the day, um, I wish I had, you know, an extra minute or two where I could, you know, convey that I loved them and care about them. Yes. Yes. And you know what? Older people, people in their, you know, late 70s and 80s and even into the 90s and just listening to their speech pattern listening to what they're talking about they're not talking about you know getting to the next level they're not you know talking about the next deal you know they're like man let's just go for a walk and let me just talk to you you know let me just you know invest and i'm like i don't want to get to that point where i'm so caught up in production versus reproduction and um, that, that is, you know, that is one of the driving uh, uh, forces behind me. And that's one of the pillars around winning is having a great or a great manifestation of relationships. Yep. I mean, it's at, at the end of the day, that's, uh, that's the most important things. Your, your friends, your family, your inner circle. Um, and all those other things can always be replaced, like your house, your car, all of that. Even, I mean, money, you lose money, you can always technically make it back, but you'll never make up that time you could have had with those uh, people around you. Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. So what's uh, one thing that you've seen uh, as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and turned into a strength? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll go easy on this one. I stuttered my entire life, and I could not complete a I could not complete a sentence till college. 
period. Um, people would ask me to say certain words and it, with S's or P's or B's, and I would it would take me like 10, 10 seconds just to get that word out. And I'm frustrated, I'm mad, I'm almost sweating, and people are laughing, or the teacher would ask me a question. I'm like, why did she ask that question? You know I'm gonna stutter. Uh, and um, you know, it's funny. It's just that uh, at the same time, I had this dream, or just or just this thought of one day speaking in front of thousands of people. Well, I just focused on where I was going, not where I was at. And I just, you know, and over the years, you know, I've slowed down my speech, and you know, I would ignore all the speech therapists. You know, you'll never speak normal again. This is gonna be real hard for you. This is gonna be your struggle for the rest of your life. And, and I just made a decision. I'm going to take this weakness and I'm going to turn it into a strength. It's very important because everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And as long as you uh, look at your weakness as a weakness, then you can never improve it. My thing is that I'm not disabled. I am uniquely enabled. Now, they say I have four to five learning disabilities. That's fine. But I'm not disabled. I'm unique. I am uniquely enabled. And I either perfect my weakness or I'll staff my weaknesses. Doesn't matter. I agree. And uh, oftentimes, like you said, people will focus on that and have that as kind of a crutch why they didn't do something or why they can't achieve something. But at the end of the day, that's the thing that makes you unique and an individual. And if you tap it, other people can learn from it. In similar situations that want to aspire to or get to a level, you know, where you are now. Yeah, yeah. You would. Uh, it's funny. You look at the lives of of a lot of world changers, uh, a lot of individuals that have gone on and done great things. A lot of them had a uh, a ton of weaknesses. One person that comes to mind. She's she's like my sister. She's my mentor. Actually, her name is Danny Johnson. Uh, phenomenal speaker. Great trainer. Man, she's powerful. Um, she had a ton of weaknesses, abused in every way, of every way imaginable. She was homeless at 19, 21, 22. She's a multimillionaire. Um, and just over, just overcoming those struggles and those pains and those adversities. Um, yeah, so I've seen it in hundreds of people where they've had a weakness and then they've learned how to use that or circumnavigate that and uh, amplify and turning the weakness or use the weakness to propel them in, in, inside of another strength. Yep, and uh, one thing with uh, public speaking or speaking in front of people, there's been a study where people uh, were surveyed, they say they're more afraid of speaking in public than actually dying. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing, yeah, that's true. So even, you know, anyone can get past it. And like you said, a lot of the best speakers are coming from, you know, they're, they may be dyslexic or autistic to a certain level or have other, you know, learning disabilities or, you know, physical ailments, but they still kind of uh, overcame that. And I think at the end of the day, everybody still has that fear being in front of people and speaking or being kind of in the public limelight. But getting your point across and your message where it can help somebody else is more important than that uh, fear. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? <laughs> wow. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the secrets 
to success or winning in life is adversity. Adversity can break you, but it also can make you a record breaker. The difference is perspective. Get out of victim mode. Victims always focus on what they're going through. Victors tend to look in what to what and where they're going to. Get out of victim mode. Look at the adversity. When you see the adversity, feel the pain. I'm not going to tell you to internalize. That's not good. Feel the moment, but listen and look both. Listen and look for the opportunity. Listen to what the adversity is telling you. Listen and look for the opportunity because it could be loading you like a spring to push you forward or it could be redirecting you or it could be protecting you. I agree. And uh, oftentimes people give up because of adversity or something that that's happened, but they also kind of give up too soon. Basically, if they could have held on a little longer, the thing on the other side of that would have been so much greater and rewarding if they just kept moving forward. Yes, definitely. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yeah, sure. I'm available for uh, speaking engagements. Um, I'm opening up my coaching and consulting arm. Um, you can order my book, The Winning Edge, off of Amazon. But, uh, you know, you can go to my website, leave a message, a chat, whatever. That would be cool. would love to, you know, interact with you. But um, greater than all of that is this. If life is a game, baby, play to win. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.